Hello, and welcome to Joyful Heart, a podcast for Christian women who are trying to balance a relationship with God, as well as school, work, and other things life likes to throw our way. In these episodes, religious topics such as growing closer to God, maturing in our faith, as well as general ones like college difficulties and navigating new experiences in life will be covered. And with that, let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Joyful Heart. This is the last episode of 2020, which is pretty crazy. Even though I've only been recording episodes for about six months, it feels like I've been doing it for much longer. This year has been so wild. I was talking about it with my friends, but it felt like it was the longest year ever. But at the same time, I really feel like this year flew by. I still cannot believe all the things that happened this year, but I'm really still, you know, so grateful for everything that I do have. Also, if the audio sounds different, um, my mom got me a new microphone, so everything sounds good. But today we are going to be talking about God's parenting style. So sorry, I don't know if you could hear that, but there was a car driving by really loudly. I know this might seem really random, but a pastor I was listening to talked about how the way we view our parents, more specifically our fathers, is often how we are going to view God as our heavenly father. Now, as far as parenting styles, there are about three that come from a psychologist named Diana Baumrind, who coined the three names. The three parenting styles are authoritarian, authoritative, and permissive. Another style was added later by some other psychologists, and it was called the uninvolved parenting style. The way that we categorize and view God can have a huge impact on how we view him, how we interact with him, and how we react to God and what he says and does in our lives. So to start off, you know, God, he won't, you know, really fit 100% into one style or category because he doesn't really fit into human terms. And he is perfect. And unfortunately, no human parent is. So, you know, it won't be 100%, but, you know, we can definitely see where he does have the most qualities and characteristics. So we're going to start off with authoritarian and include verses to see how and if this does fit God. Authoritarian parenting style is strict. It enforces the rules and regulations of the children. They're shown and said to be low in support and high in demand. They often take little to none of the child or children's opinions into considerations when making decisions, you know, planning things out. These parents will typically end disagreements and conversations with, because I said so, which I know is very common amongst all parents, but it's usually more frequent and more meant that, you know, this is going to happen because I say so, not taking, you know, your consideration, your feelings or whatever into consideration. Now, I personally feel that most people tend to see God in this style because of things like, you know, religious trauma, bad things that have happened to them or just disbelief in God for other reasons. Many people see and fear God as this all-powerful judge who doesn't care about them or what they want in life. However, in my opinion, scripture shows us this is the exact opposite of who God is. So we're going to start off in Hebrews 12, 5 through 6. 
And you have forgotten the exoneration which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are punished by him. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, and he punishes every son whom he accepts. Proverbs thirteen twenty four, He who withholds his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him j- diligently. Proverbs twenty three thirteen through 14 Do not withhold discipline from a child. Though you strike him with the rod, he will not die. You shall strike him with the rod and rescue his soul from shell. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is comfortable and my burden is light. 1 Peter 5, 7 Having cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I feel it's always important to note that when they are talking about the rod, it doesn't support or promote abuse or anything in excess, just simple discipline for the children. If God didn't support us, there would be no need for prayer or for us to cast our anxieties, our burdens, our worries, our stress on him. He offers to exchange our heavy burdens for a much lighter load. God punishes us because he loves us and he doesn't want us to get hurt or cause destruction due to sin. God knows very well the downfalls of sin and the domino effect it can have in our life or the lives of others. You know, God, he loves us, which is why he has to discipline us because he knows people's true intentions. He knows where this action can lead to consequences. He's seen it all too many times before. You know, and even though he does judge us, it's because he is pure and perfect in nature. So he has the right to judge us. You know, he knows what is good versus what is bad. Um, And he does enforce these rules, but he is still so loving and gracious to us. So the next parenting style is authoritative. These parents typically have rules, but they tend to take their children's opinions into consideration. These parents will also praise good and positive behaviors. They are more warm and responsive to their children. They are also supportive, but not like, you know, the helicopter parents who can often be overbearing and overwhelming at times. As, you know, results have come forward, this parenting style usually produces, I wouldn't say like the best children, but the most like well-rounded and well-adaptive. It's shown to be like the most successful. So getting into scripture. We start off in Psalms 103, 8-13. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always contend with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our guilty deeds. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. And as far as east is from the west, So far has he removed our wrongdoings from us. Just as the father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous, so that he will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 Corinthians 10.13 No temptation has overtaken you except something in common to mankind, and God is faithful. So he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, 
but with the temptation will provide the way to the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. We have the ability of free will in our lives, but God will provide escapes from our temptation. God loves us and is willing to forgive and restore us despite our sins, our failures, and our flaws. He provides rules, but he doesn't control us. And he provides these rules because he knows how deadly and destructive sin is. He knows how it can hurt us and how it can hurt our relationship with him, which is why he puts up these rules for our protection, not to, you know, steal all the fun from life or to make us so boring and, you know, unentertaining or whatever, maybe it's for our own good. It's for our own protection. So the third parenting style is the permissive. This type of parenting offers rules, but very loosely enforces them. They're shown to be high in support, but very low in demand. Permissive parents are more lenient and kind of take more of a role of being their children's friend rather than being this authoritative figure in their life. So some kind of verses that kind of, in my opinion, you know, put to light if this is God or not, which I know he is not, is 1 John 3, 6 through 10. No one who remains in him sins continually. No one who sins continually has seen him or knows him. Little children, make sure no one deceives you. The one who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. No one who has been born of God practices sin because his seed remains in him and he cannot sin continually because he has been born of God. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother and sister. Hebrews 10, 26 through 27. Or if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there are no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of fire which will consume the adversaries. Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen through 14 The conclusion which everything has been heard is, Fear God and keep his commandments, because this applies to every person. For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. Now, as I was saying, God is faithful and forgiving, but sin is still sin. God will not be lenient of our sins and wrongdoings and judgment. God is our friend, but first, he is our Father and our Lord, which we are expected to honor, fear, and respect in the highest of guards. You know, God is not just going to sit back and let you continually sin. You know, he's not going to let you do something that is so destructive if you are following God you expect to follow all of his commandments because there are many verses that you know you can't claim to follow the law but then fail on some things you have to follow it with everything he says if God says this is bad it is bad he's not going to sit back and let you interpret it how you want his word is his word and I think a lot of times people when they hear oh we are to fear the Lord they think we should be like afraid of him but like you should 
be afraid because he is so powerful and he has control and he is the ultimate judge. But it's more in a matter of respect. Like you should respect God as your father. You should respect him because of his control, of his power. You know, he's so merciful. He holds our life in his hands. Pursue a friendship with God, a relationship with God. But he's not, like I said, going to sit back and be lenient. You know, he, what he says is wrong is wrong. And he does enforce his rules and he expects us to follow it out of respect, not fear. Last parenting style is uninvolved. Like the name suggests, these parents are uninvolved and perhaps even uninterested in their children and their lives. There are few rules and there's little to no guidance or attention or, you know, kind of parenting. They are low in support and low in demand. I also feel like this is definitely another way that people tend to view God as being uninvolved and uncaring for us. Many times people will say this when God doesn't get involved in a situation like they want him to or they thought he would. You know, I feel like this is something that all Christians have thought at one time in their life. Like, why didn't God step in? Why didn't God save me? Why didn't God do this or that? Which is valid to feel because, you know, times do get hard. You know, there are times when we do cry out and maybe he doesn't come through like you expected him to. And, you know, it's okay to feel disappointed, but I think we have to kind of step back and realize God never disappoints us. God never fails us. God never lets us down. And remember that all sins have consequences. It doesn't always mean that it's your sin. It's your fault at all. It could be the people around you who sin and cause consequences that affect you, cause trauma that affects you. And remember that the enemy is evil and he causes a lot of evil in the world. He tempts people to do evil things. He tempts people to you know, fall back into sin. He tempts people to say mean things. So you have to realize that the cause of evil is from the devil, not from God. God is pure, God is perfect, and God is good in his nature and in his love for us. So some verses that definitely show that, that God is involved in our lives and does love and care for us. We are going to start off in Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand so that we could walk in them. Romans 8:28, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Jeremiah 29:11, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for prosperity, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Psalms 34, 17 through 18. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves all those who are crushed in spirit. God is omnipresent and with us at all times. God knows the very little details of our lives that we might even know. We could say he knows us better than we really know ourselves. If God was uninvolved or didn't care, he would not have sent his son to die for our sins. He would not have created us to be so unique or in his image or different if he didn't care about us. God loves us more than anyone ever could or ever would. God protects us from more than we could ever imagine. You know, and 
God wrote the details and knows the details of our lives. He is with us at every moment. He is never far from our side. You know, and I think a lot of the times people want God to step in and step out. But, you know, I saw this TikTok as always. I feel like I mention a TikTok in every episode, but it's so true. You know, if you don't understand God or understand how he speaks, you will miss him speaking to you. You know, like I, I someone mentioned this thing, you know, like, you know, the people you talk to's voice, you know, if I'm somewhere and I hear one of my best friends, I'm going to turn immediately because I recognize their voice. I recognize what they sound like. I recognize their words and the way that they phrase things. But if you're unfamiliar with God's word, if you're unfamiliar with who he is, when he calls out, you won't hear him. You might ignore it because you won't know that's from God. So in order to hear God, you have to know him. In order to know him, you need to be in scripture, you know, praying to him, talking to him, hearing his words. We really have to reshape and adjust the way that we view God. God is not comparable to our earthly parents, our guardians. The mistakes and trauma they may have caused or inflicted is not like how God treats us or will treat us. The way we view God impacts how we will act and interact with him. I really encourage you to turn to scripture when you feel tempted to think or believe God doesn't care about you, that he just wants to hurt you with discipline, that he is, you know, unresponsive and he's so cold and distant from you. You know, remind yourself with scripture who God really is and who he truly is, you know, because that's what scripture tells us. Scripture tells us exactly how God is. And we can learn more about God is when we spend time with him, when we worship him, when we pray to him, when we praise him, you know, when we allow him into our heart and imitate him. That's when we can really know who God is, the real God, you know, not everyone else's version of God. Because that's the thing. We all see God differently based on how we were raised and, you know, the trauma we experience or the things we experience or how you know god was shaped by others so i think it's really important to take that into consideration but then is it backed up by scripture is it true you know because a lot of the times our emotions do get the best of us and we make these quick and harsh judgments that aren't withstanding you know because your emotions do change so you know i really hope that this kind of brought some insight until maybe how you think of God you know because you know our parents they do have a humongous impact on us our guardians as well I mean there's so many studies about how if your parents do not take care of you as an infant you already grew up mistrusting because you know the most profound and important aspects of your life didn't come through in the way that they were supposed to when you're an infant and so you grow up more likely to mistrust others and I think this is really important we really have to like take into consideration just how much our first few years of life can really impact us through the rest but you know do take note that God is trustworthy God is faithful even when we are faithless even when we can't do it he will get it done so just you know remind yourself of who God really is um And just remind yourself of scripture and read into scripture and read for yourself. You know, I always, always promote that. Read scripture for yourself. But 
you know, I hope this was interesting to you guys. I hope it sparks reflection in your own life. Um, I know it definitely did for me. Um, I hope you all have a great day and a blessed week and a blessed start to the new year. And I will see you guys in 2021. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Joyful Heart. Feel free to reach out with prayer requests, praise reports, requests for topics or general questions on either Instagram or the Facebook group. These can be sent to Joyful Heart. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L-L-H-E-A-R-T-T on Instagram, as well as for the private Facebook group. I hope you all have a blessed day and I'll catch you next week. Bye guys.